Welcome to the weekly podcast of Soul Purpose Evangelical Church, located in the city of Middletown, New York. Today's message will be brought to you by our associate pastor, the Reverend Daisy Feliciano. Each week, we stream our live recorded services to encourage, build up, and edify our listening audience. Our aim is to share with you the uncompromised and infallible word of the living God. Our prayer is that today's message will draw you closer in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And now, here's Pastor Daisy with today's word. Every time I have the privilege to stand before someone that poured into me, I love to honor that person. Titi Jenny, I am part of the seed that you poured into. You were my teacher, my Sunday school teacher, who poured and poured and poured and poured and poured the word of God into my life. You prayed and you cried over the children. And I stand before the mighty presence of God to tell you your work was not in vain. What you did on our Messiah, what you did when you said yes to the Lord, you changed my life forevermore. And I honor you, Titi. I honor you, Titi Jenny, for praying and speaking the word and declaring the word over my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word of truth, the word of power, the word of authority. It's the best gift you could give anyone. Hallelujah. Keep shining your light. But there are many, hallelujah, seeds out there that you, hallelujah, planted. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. I love you, my Titi. Okay, let's get into the word. We're going to go to 2 Kings chapter 4. Hallelujah. What do you have in your house? That's the mess. That's the title to my hallelujah. To what I'm sharing today. Thank you for your word, Lord Jesus. A certain woman of the wise of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha saying your servant my husband is dead and you know that your servant feared the Lord and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves so Elisha said to her what shall I do for you Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, go, borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. Then pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who bought the vessels to her. And she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt. And you and your sons live on the rest. It doesn't sound like much of a revival when there's a great need. So the enemy says. Elisha was Elijah's successor. 
He received Elijah's mantle, as mentioned in 1 Kings 19.19. He is already walking in his authority. He's already walking in his prophetic anointing, such as Elijah. The scenario was quite disheartening. The wife of one of the sons of the prophet cried out to Elijah in desperation, for her husband had passed away. She had great debt, owed much, had very little. So the creditor, see, the creditor who acted as a predator. Can I say that again? Yes. The creditor that acted as a predator. You know, those who love to exploit people at their roughest time. Those who love to see people lose. Those that love to see people fail. They love to exploit failure. The predator was coming for her children. The predator was coming for her two sons. This was a destitute situation, a state of desperation. How sad it is when one rejoices in others' pains and sorrows and lacks compassion and love for those who are suffering. How disheartening, how disheartening it is when someone takes it even further and decides to take advantage of the circumstance. We have spirits that have been bullying us. We have demons that have been messing with us. We have spirits that want to take advantage of our trials that we're facing. We have demons that want to come after our children. We have predators in the spiritual realm that are constantly watching us right. to get us mm -hmm. at that weak moment, at that vulnerable moment, at that moment when you're not willing to forgive, at that moment when you're, you're willing to gossip, at that moment when you just don't feel so close to Jesus, watching your every move. But today, God chose this weekend for us to be revived. God chose this weekend for revival. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Ephesians 6.10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. I don't wrestle against you, my brother. I don't wrestle against you, my sister. We wrestle against the powers and the rulers of darkness. All spiritual hosts of wickedness. The creditor was coming. Now, it might sound very sad, but it was actually quite normal for poor people at that time to sell some of their children as slaves. When they were in destitute, they needed to eat. They would say, take my daughter, take my son. And they would sell them for, for money. But this was a widow with only two boys. She couldn't give up her sons. During this time of extreme need, there was no compassion shown by the debtor. The enemy is not compassionate. He doesn't care about your turmoil. In fact, his main priority is to destroy, to kill, and to steal. He's not going to be compassionate in your situation. But God has ordained this weekend to show himself all-powerful. To show himself all-powerful. To show himself almighty. To show himself all-glorious. To show himself all-holy. Hallelujah. And all-sovereign. And all-loving. Hallelujah. 
So the prophet asked her, what do you have in your house? Do you have in your house? All she had was a little jar of oil. She owned very little. It was probably olive oil used for cooking, used for lamps, hello, and used for fuel. Elijah told her, go and borrow the vessels. Go get empty vessels everywhere. Go to your friends. Go to your neighbors. We know the story. Get as many vessels as you can. When God tells you to go, are you going? Come on. When the prophet of God tells you to go, are you going? When the word of God tells you to go, even if it doesn't make sense, are you being obedient? As she took the next step of faith and obedience, she obeyed. She had her sons go. She shut the door behind her with her sons, and she began to fill the vessels, just as she was told. You see, sometimes you need to shut the door. Sometimes you need to put everything behind. We have closed this door. When we came in, we closed that door, and we, we closed ourselves in here for three days. We said yes to God. Yes, amen. We shut the door to every hindrance in the yes, mighty name, name of Jesus. Jesus. We closed the door to doubt. We closed the door to fear. We closed the door to, to, um, uh, to whatever it is that you're dealing with. We're putting it out there. We brought our children in and shut the door. We're keeping our children in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. We shut the door to Messiah. Thank you, Lord. All the noise has to go away. All the filters and the filters and the glitters of this world have to be away. In order for us, hallelujah, to get our breakthrough. <laughs> you need to shut the world off and keep your sons and your daughter and your family, Rabasaya, out of the noise from the world's influences, from the lies and the schemes of the enemy, what they're watching, what they're hearing, what they're talking about, what they're buying. The widow soon took notice that as she was pouring, the oil kept coming out. As she was pouring, the oil continued to produce. As she was pouring into the empty vessels, the vessels continuously became full. This weekend, we took a step of faith yes. and obedience. Three days of prayer, sanctification, restoration, praise, praying, coming together as one. Because revival is in this house. Amen. We laid everything aside. And we're here. Was it easy? No. This weekend, every vessel that has come empty before the presence of God will be filled by the oil of the Holy Spirit. Every vessel that wants to experience the Shekinah fire and glory of the Holy Ghost will be filled. Everyone that empties themselves, he increases. He, Jesus. There is an outpouring of God's spirit. An outpouring of the Holy Spirit fire that's going to ignite us for his glory. Thank you, Lord. We have to listen to the word of God. We have to take heed of his word. Not just read it, but dissect it, eat the scrolls, and understand it. Ask for wisdom if you don't get it. 
Obey it. Trust it. Because it's going to save your life. We have to be set free from all the predators in our lives that come to take our belongings. We have to be set free from being slaves of the enemy. Be set free from unclean things and lies embedded in our minds. Be set free from generational curses and lies. Be set free from all bondage and work of Satan. Jesus called us out of darkness and into his light. We come into his house. Don't come with the world. We come and enter into God's house. Empty yourself. Empty yourself. You can't fill up something that's already filled. We enter into his courts. We praise him. We thank him. And we come with expectancy. We know that faith without deeds is dead. That's right. 1 Peter 2.9, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. So the widow's story was an example of God's compassion and love towards her. It was an example of God's compassion and love towards her circumstance. It was an example of God's love and compassion towards her situation. By obeying the Lord's word through Elisha, God's prophet, the widow's circumstances changed. You see, there was a suddenly that filled her home with an overflowing oil. She only had a little oil. But there was an outpouring that came into her house, into her home. And it only continued to go until they ran out of the vessels. It paid off her debt, and it even gave her extra money so that her and her sons could live. She received her victory. The amount of jars they gathered was the amount of faith they had. Their oil stopped running as soon as they ran out of vessels. Once the last vessel was filled, God stopped it. If they had gone out for more vessels, the outpouring of the oil would have continued. You know what God is saying? Don't limit me. Let us not limit our God this weekend. Let us not think that the problem is too big for him. Let us not think that it's too complicated to even ask him for help. Let us not think that it's too late for him to turn it around for good. Let us not put a cap on what God can do and wants to do in you and through you. Going back to the widow. He said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. When you have come, you shall shut the door. We are here. Some have brought their children, their friends, their families, their neighbors to enter into God's house. We are the vessels that were set aside when they were filled. You see, when God fills something, it's got to be poured out. When God fills you, it's not for you to go home and burst. 
When God fills us, it's for you to be a pouring offering to pour out what he has put inside of you. Hallelujah. What is in your house? What is in your house? Have you been filled with the fire of the Holy Spirit? Has he poured into you? Hallelujah. Isaiah 61 says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. Say, I am anointed. Anointed for what? Oh, yes. Can you say, I am anointed? Do you know what your anointing is for? I am anointed. To preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives. And the opening of prisons to those who are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn. To console those who mourn in Zion. To give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness that they may be called trees of righteousness the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified if God has filled us it's for him to be glorified in you we can't be full of ourselves and be full of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We can't be overflowing with the fire of the Holy Ghost if we spend five minutes in prayer when we wake up in the morning. God's provision was much larger than her faith. She was obedient. She did what she was supposed to do. But as soon as the vessels were finished being filled up, it stopped. We don't want God's provision to stop because we lacked in faith. Or we said, oh, well, I already shared the word with that one. I don't have to do it tomorrow. Spiritual blessings always come when we respond to God's word. How many vessels have you poured into? How many vessels have you poured into? How about this? How many vessels have you brought to your dad? Lord, I need wisdom. Lord, I need patience. Lord, I need more love in this area. Lord, I need to fix this. And then he brings his power and his anointing over us. He cleanses us. The Holy Spirit will speak to us and will help Holy us God. and will change the way we think. He will correct us and hold us accountable. Amen. You know when you have quenched the Spirit of God. If you are a child of the Most High God, you know when you say something that you should have said. We know it because he holds us accountable, because yes. he loves us, and his word is true. And if his word is in you, it's going to speak truth. That's right. God's provision was as large as her faith. God's provision was as large as, her, as, large as her son's faith. And God's provision is as large as your faith. That's right. Hallelujah. Jesus said in John 10.10 10, that the thief does not come right except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus says, I have come <laughs> that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Many of us have been through trials and 
and we've been through roller coasters, right? We've ridden emotional roller coasters and have experienced spiritual crisis. We have people with financial burdens and have emotional, they're emotionally drained and lack peace. They sleep but have no rest. Many have not stopped getting arrows shooting up at them because the enemy wants to kill you. Right. He wants to destroy your purpose and your vision. Some have experienced betrayal and have been wounded deeply. Many are dealing with illnesses and fatigue. Some have loved ones walking with them and others are by themselves going through it. There are even some in our midst that are struggling with doubt. And God, God already exposed that and he expelled it. But you know what else there is in, in this house? There's a demon of depression that is trying, it's trying to attach itself to our young people and our children. And maybe even some of you adults. He wants you down in the dumps. He wants you down in the dumps where he could kick you and keep you down. He wants you to think that no one cares. But God is saying, I see your sadness. The Lord is saying, I know, Rabbi what you're thinking. I have seen your tears. Hallelujah. I love you, Rabbi says the Lord. Here we are in one accord. As the 120, we're in the upper room. We we're here for three days declaring victory over our lives, revival in the land, revival in our homes, revival in our lives. Right behind us, there's a bulldozer. Literally, literally breaking ground. It's shaking the ground where we're standing on. It is big, it is noisy, it could be extremely intimidated to the spectators. But those who know who their God is, it is not a threat. It's not even a hindrance. It will not remove us from our purpose. It will not remove us from our focus. Romans 8.37 says, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Hallelujah. We are here praising our God and magnifying our God. God will not be mocked. We are here to exalt the name above all names. Hallelujah. We have lifted up our hands. We have cried before his throne. Hallelujah. Today, the schemes and the tricks and the plots of the enemy are destroyed by fire in the mighty name of Jesus. The Holy Ghost is with us. He will not leave us disarmed. Hallelujah. We have the sword, which is the word of God. Oh, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. You are under our feet. Hallelujah. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Hebrews 11.6 says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith without deeds is dead. It's not productive. It's not effective. You have to stand in faith and declare the word of God. Just as the widow faced her predator, we are facing our giants and we're killing them. We are facing the enemy head on and we're going to decapitate his head. It sounds pretty, pretty like disgusting, but that's what we're doing. We're decapitating his head. The same way David decapitated Goliath's head. God has equipped us. God equipped us for victory. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. We were all filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. It's been inside of you. It's been inside of me. Have you used it? You know how they say a mustard seed, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, like Pastor said, right? She just had a little bit of oil. But what that oil can do. 
Gold has many different stages of purification. And some of you wonder why you're in a dark place. Why you have to keep entering difficult circumstances and why are you continuously being tested? You already were refined last year. You already went through the fire. You already went through that circumstance. I already learned my lesson. I already grew. I already mature, Lord. And then the furnace opens up. And you got to go back in. Why do I have to go back in? Because there's more purification that needs to take place. Why do you have to go back in? Because there's more things that have to come out in order for him to come in. Why do you have to keep going into the fire? Because where you have to go, hallelujah, needs further purification. God already started the process as we were taught. Woo! Kingdom living. As we were taught how to, how, to, how to put our homes in order. How to put our marriages in order. How to raise our children. Hallelujah! In the ways of the Lord. We're going to see what we've been praying for. Amen. We're going to see changes. We're going to see deliverance. We have seen deliverance. We have seen healings. But God is not done. Matthew, uh, Matthew 5.6, it says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be what? Filled. Hallelujah. We are equipped to stand. God doesn't always make it easy to understand his ways. But we still hmm, come out as winners. Victorious. Hallelujah. We come out. Hallelujah. The world doesn't understand it. The world can't comprehend it. Even if the fire, the flame has been multiplied, even if you have to go through the same pain again, or it intensified, he is still sovereign and knows what he's doing. We will be known by our fruits. In other words, be very careful with false prophets that speak falsely, into your ears. We will be known by our fruits. Moses was given a rod. Noah had an ark. Abraham had the ram. Joseph had a dream. David had his stones. Samson had his strength. Esther had her courage. John, the beloved disciple, had love. Daniel had integrity. The Israelites had the blood of the Lamb. The little boy had five loads of bread and two fish. What do you have in your house? What has God has given you? When Brother G was up here, he says, you know, if you sing, sing for the Lord. If you're a poet, do it unto the Lord. If you're a musician, do it unto the Lord. What has God put in your house? What's the anointing that he has given you that overflows? What are you pouring it into? Who are you pouring into? What are you doing with the oil that the Lord has given you? What was given to you was for him to be glorified. What was given to you was given to you so that Jesus Christ could live through you in what you do. If we are representatives of the kingdom, then we are his ambassadors. And if we are his ambassadors, we better know who we're representing. 
That's where the fruit <laughs> come in. What kind of fruit are you producing? What kind of fruit are you eating? What kind of fruit are you serving? What is in your house? What qualifies us as conquerors in Jesus? What qualifies us as victorious in his name? Because many fail. Many do not conquer. Many live defeated lives and are beat up by demons, by demon gangs. They're constantly being beaten up quite often. They don't use the power and the authority that was given to them. <clears throat> How can you be a conqueror in Christ Jesus? How can you get your victory? We must be a vessel that follows Jesus. We must be a vessel that truly follows Jesus. Don't just know him. Don't just know him. Because the devil knows him. Right. And the demons know him. Right. And the heathens know him. You got to walk with him. Amen. You got to have fellowship with him. That's right. That's you have right. to have intimacy That's with right. him. How can we be a conqueror? You must read your word. You have to read your word daily. If you don't read your word, you're not talking to him. He's not talking to you. You have to read your word and declare it. What you're reading is what you're declaring. And that's the word that will do. When you declare the word of God, it's his word, not yours, that does the work. To be a conqueror through Jesus, you have to have a life of prayer. Prayer and reading the word cannot be one or the other. It has to be both. That's right. Don't compromise your testimony. Don't compromise your life in Christ. Don't compromise and don't apologize for the anointing of God that's over your life. Don't compromise and say, I'm sorry if you said the Jesus word. Do you know that I've heard ministers apologize? With all due respect, in the name of Jesus. What? You're apologizing for declaring the name above all names. The name that destroyed all work of darkness. The name that shed his blood on Calvary to give us life in abundance. Don't apologize for the name. You say the name with boldness. Hallelujah. You wear the armor of light that is Jesus every day. Don't compromise your testimony. Know the will of God in your life. Know his word and obey it. The enemy has often come after our belongings, our peace, our joy, our spouses, our children. But the good shepherd gave his life for his sheep. If he gave his life for us, what are you giving him? If the good shepherd who doesn't leave anyone left out gave all of who he was so that we can have life, what are we giving him? Do we give him respect and honor? He gave us life so that we could live through him. So that we could be demon crushers, giant slayers. So that we woo, could say to the enemy, enough is enough. It stops here. No more. You're not going to the next generation. It stops here with me. Because I got, you know, my grandpa missed it. My grandmother missed it. My great-great-grandfather may have missed it. We ain't missing it. This is done. This curse, this generational curse, by the blood of Jesus Christ, it's destroyed and sent back to the pit of hell, never to return. 
We have to start, hallelujah, crushing it in Messiah. Those demons and destroying every curse that has been spoken against your family, over your generation, over your children's children's children. God ordained this weekend, not for us to feel goosebumps. God didn't ordain this weekend. He spoke to, pastor, to, to senior pastor Albert. Let me tell you something. I told my brother once, and I don't remember if it was two years ago, I felt such a burden that we had to come and do a, a 24. I ain't never doing that again, unless the Lord tells me. And I got, I got the memo from the Lord. Because I was like, you know, I really feel like, like, oh, no, I'll never do that again unless God himself come down from the throne and leave you. And I, I stayed quiet. You know, you know, Pastor Albert, he's like, I ain't doing that again. It was brutal. But let me tell you, when you hunger and thirst for righteousness and when you hear from your God, when the sheep know the voice of their shepherd. Do you pray for your pastors? Yes. Yes. I cracked up when he told me. I seriously laughed. I did a Sarah because I went before my secret place. Oh, Jesus. I said, Lord, two years. Lord, touch his heart. Lord, move, Holy Ghost. I know, my God, that this is something that has to come to pass. Lord, touch his heart. Let's do this. You know why? Because I was a different person after that. Amen. In the spiritual realm, I grew. Amen. There was an awakening. There was a revival. There was a lot of stripping and pruning. We grew as a body. We saw how God was moving and how God spoke and prophets and ministries that were birthed. And then COVID came and tried to shut everything down. And there was a hunger. There was a hunger for the body of Christ to be united. There was a hunger and a thirst for us to come together where two or three are gathered. People were scared. People were intimidated. People were afraid to even hug each other. That's demonic. And I, I prayed a couple times. I can't, remember, I can't say I prayed every day. I just prayed a few times, and I, and I totally forgot about it. And then I got the Batman call to say, put this date down onto your calendar. This is crazy. This is crazy. So I thought, I said, oh, Lord, wow, we're going to do it one day. And when he said three, I went, huh? <laughs> but you know what? It was like the Lord said, well, you missed last year. You missed the year before. Oh, and this is 2003. Hey! <laughs> so God said, I said to my brother, wow. He was like, I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy. But let me tell you, when God speaks, to the man of God and the man of God, the prophet stands before us and says, thus says the Lord and the people of God come together, not for Pastor Albert, not for Pastor Frankie, for God, their father, for God, their Abba father. And they said, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. And we started to fast. We started to pray. We're coming with expectancy. And it wasn't easy. Because we got bulldozers trying to break the building in the middle of it all. We have people getting sick. People coming down with, with diagnoses and sicknesses. People's banks accounts going low and people's money missing. Because the enemy's angry. But see, God ordained this weekend. And pastor was obedient. Even if it sounded crazy, my brother. You knew it was the Lord. He didn't doubt because he knows the voice of God. And I said, Lord, three days. Ooh. I said, okay. And I always say, let's do this, Holy Spirit, because Daisy's flesh will fail. But when Daisy purposes in her spirit to do, hallelujah, to be obedient to the word of God, it's the Holy Ghost that takes over. 
It's not me. It's the Holy Spirit. Do you need financial breakthrough? Receive it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Do you need healing? Receive it in the name of Jesus. Do you need a miracle? Receive it in the name of Jesus. Do you need deliverance? Hallelujah. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Do you need your household to be saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled and baptized? Receive it in the name of Jesus. How about if you need new eyes? How about if you need a new organ? You think it's too difficult for the Lord to give you a new kidney? Do you think it's too difficult for the Lord to give you a new lung? Do you think it's too difficult for the Lord to give you a, a new vertebrate? It's not. Don't limit our God. Don't limit your faith. Don't limit what God can do through you and for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In closing, for real. In the book of Matthew, chapter 20, verse 32, there were two blind men that received their sight. You see, they screamed. We, we, I heard this last night. They screamed out when they saw Jesus. Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. Sometimes when you go before the presence of God and you have to scream, people want to shush you. True. Sometimes when you have to cry for someone, you know the story the pastor said that the deliverance guy that the demon bit him yes. and he was going to pop, pop him right in the head because, you know, it hurts and you're going to, yeah. you know, I'll punch him. That would have been a big, a big fight and he would have got beat up. The Lord said, love him. And as that demon had his mouth clung to his arm, he said, I don't care. You could bite me deeper. I'm still going to love you. Jeez. I'm still going to love you. I love you, my brother. I want you to be set free in the name of Jesus. I love you, my sister. I want you to be set Because the demons don't understand love. Hallelujah. That was powerful. And I'm bringing it to this. They shut them up. They told the, the blind man, quiet, be quiet. As if their cry out to the Lord, as their expectancy, as their faith was screaming out, Lord, have mercy, Lord, son of David. They were saying, shh, leave Jesus alone. Sometimes you got to get a little louder. True. <laughs> when the enemy says, no. Bring it down, bring it down, bring it down. Bring it down, bring it down, bring it down. No! Jesus! Son of David! Jesus! Sorry. They got Jesus' attention. Jesus heard the cry, my daughter. Jesus heard your cry, my son. Jesus heard your cry, my prophet. Jesus heard your cry, ambassador. Jesus heard your cry, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Jesus heard your cry, don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Jesus heard your cry, love, 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 love. Love, love. And this is what I love. Just like the prophet said to the widow, what do you want me to do for you? Getting back to that story that you forgot. What do you want me to do for you, AJ? What do you want me to do for you, Pastor Jesse? What do you want the Lord to do for you, men and mighty women of God? What do you want the Lord to do? And they said, we want you to heal our eyes. You see, when the haters and the spectators try to shut them down, their faith didn't shut them down. 
Their expectancy didn't shut them down. They said it louder. Oh, Lord, son of David. So Jesus stood still and called them. And he said, what do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. And immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. Immediately. Receive your miracle today. Receive your breakthrough today. Be revived. Be renewed. Be restored. Be transformed. Hallelujah. Be rejuvenated. Be resurrected with Jesus Christ. I don't know if this will work with some of you, but it's kind of, it's really interesting. And you can share it with people. I do this all the time. You take the date of your birthday, right? So if you're like October 1st, if you're whatever, you know, so my birthday's 3.30. So I always go to every chapter of the Bible. What's 3.30? What is 3.30? And I found my favorite one. Yeah, John 3.30. He must increase and I must and I love it. I said, Lord, that was, that, was, that was my favorite. You gave me 3.30. I love it. You know? <laughs> Whoever was born on February 20th, powerful. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me so if we live in the spirit let us also walk in the spirit god bless you hallelujah we are so grateful to god for allowing us the opportunity to share this message with you Thank you for listening. We want you to know that you are all in our constant prayers. If you have been blessed by today's program, why not consider partnering with us? To make a donation is easy. You can visit us online at www.specchurch.net or you can call us at 845-956-0133. Once again, that's www.specchurch.net specchurch.net or 845-956-0133. We invite you to worship with us one Sunday morning very soon. Thank you again for your prayers and support. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and may he be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you.